Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he hosts a podcast on this very network called Ghoul School, a history of horror movies or a horror history podcast, something like that. How would I know all the details? He's also a fantastic comedian if we're ever able to do things like that again. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell. Also joining me, he is the frontman of a fantastic rock band called Countless Thousands. You can hear a song of theirs at the end of literally every episode of this podcast. And he's here today with some big, big news. Ladies and gentlemen, Danger Van Gorder. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host... My favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but Danger is here being a similar sort of asshole as my usual co-host, Jeff May, because Danger well, that is just- a high bar, my man. I can't, I can't possibly live up to that. That's a good point, but you were mocking me while I was talking, and I true. don't appreciate I just love that. your rhythms, man. I love your rhythms. It's very comforting. I have a lot of rhythm. That's why I do what I mm-hmm. do for a living. Yeah, and... and- I've been told that the rhythm is going to get you. I have been called the rhythm king of podcasting <laughs> by people who say things like that. Hey, Andy Sell is here, too. Hey, speaking of, I'm one of the people that says that about you. Yeah, Andy gave me that nickname. What was it? The rhythm king of podcasting? R- the rhythm king of podcasting. Sure. Yeah, I've, I've made t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh Koozies. You made a fortune off of that off of that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm, I, every day I wait for that litigation, man. <laughs> got to get got to get those points on production, man. Yeah, I am planning to sue. Yeah, yeah. Me, me also. So, uh, how's everyone doing? Thank you both for being here. That's a rhetorical question, but I hope you're good. You're good, right? Now, never mind. Answer me. Yeah. Tell me mm. you're good. Okay. I'm... Do you want me to answer you truthfully, <laughs> or do you insist that I tell you I'm good? Because you know they're what? not the same. Let's hear the truth, Andy. Can we handle it? Do you get that um, reference? You ever heard it before? Oh, yeah. That's uh, Contact, right? Yes. Carl Sagan? Okay, uh-huh. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? I'm good. It's fine. <laughs> How about you, Danger? Well, I mean, can I, can I tell you two pieces of information? One, one a little bit more positive, a little more upbeat, and then one kind of negative that ties into uh, our present topic for today? Ooh, context clues. Yeah, a little context. Yeah, I guess. Let's hear it. Okay, for, first thing, uh, without context, is very exciting. I don't, I don't know if Andy knows, but uh, my, my wife and I are expecting another baby. Oh, wow. 
I did not know. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, Congrats. man. It's very exciting. Got another another uh, another baby girl coming along. So Sid's gonna have a, a baby sister. It's really uh, uh, it's it's good and it's so things uh, are tough well, right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, but the other thing that is tough right oh, now okay. is that uh, yeah, uh, Papa, uh, <laughs> my my dad. You remember? I mean, this was discussed a while ago, but he likes to go over to the McEckins, you know, and has ever since the COVID broke out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, dude, dude caught COVID back in August. Uh, maybe almost gave it to my daughter, but didn't, thankfully. Uh, and uh, has not been able to taste or smell since then. Mm. He was hospitalized for like a week. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, managed to survive, but has been, uh, I don't know, maybe irreparably damaged by this, uh, this, uh, virus that, uh, for which, uh, uh, he and, and, uh, my mom and a couple other people in the family still refuse the vaccine because, uh, they don't want to be government guinea pigs. That blows my mind when, it, yeah, I still don't get it, but I get if you're anti-vax and no one in your life has had any contact with COVID, and you're like, what is it? What are people talking mm-hmm. about? I haven't seen it. But when you got people getting sick and dying around you, and you're still like, no, it's a government plot. Yeah. Like, Best part about all of that is uh, uh, the the hospitals give new parents or expectant parents this very long list of vaccines that everybody that wants to touch the infant within the first year of its life has to get uh, in order to touch or hold said infant. And guess what's at the top or the bottom of that list this year is the COVID vaccine. And uh, that's uh, going to be a whole conversation that I'm going to have to have with them at some point. Because until they or she can get this vaccine, uh, then they're not going to be able to contact each other. And, and, and it's it's insane. It's heartbreaking. And it's something I wake up with every single day. Because I do love my parents. But it's just... And, you know, I'm sure people love these truckers up in Canada. But uh, I'm sure they got a lot of relatives Ooh. who are banging their heads against the wall. This segue brought to you by Segway. Segway. Bam! We need a Segway. Segway. From one thing to the other thing. Yeah, that is a, a pretty wild situation. I hope it works out. That's going to be quite the conversation to have. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Woof. Fun times. We're talking this week, as we often do on this podcast, about trucks. <laughs> uh, we're all big car guys. On Can't this, get enough of them. Yeah. Can't get enough of them. On, the, on this podcast episode and on the network in general, I think you could describe this network as a network of car guys. Yeah, we're a bunch of truckaholics. I mean, yeah. the, the the trades even refer to us as truck pops. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we I, advertise I would, I would... in all the classifieds in the back uh-huh. of all the, the car and truck magazines. Go check I if mean, you don't believe us. I've always thought of myself as a truck fighter. You know, I oh. fight trucks. Sure, sure. But yeah. truck fighter can't can't fight trucks without no trucks. Yeah, I get that. I'm more reference. of a I'm more of a truck lover. <laughs> Those exist. So we should try as best we can in the course of this uh, episode. Instead of saying "fuck," we should say "truck." Like, no, oh, these bunch of these bunch of truckers, <laughs> these mother truckers. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Hey, yeah. you truck face. Specifically, when I say we're talking about trucks, I mean we're talking about Freedom Convoy 2022, baby. Freedom Convoy 2022, Limp Biscuit, Godsmack, POD, <laughs> and Stained. <laughs> That was me doing a truck horn. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't I don't have one on the soundboard. I'm sorry. A more well-prepared podcast host would have put one there. I did not. I was doing research. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not about of what we're talking about rather when it, than when it, 
bells and whistles. When it comes to, yeah, I was just going to say, when it comes to truck pops, okay, we're about truck content, not about <laughs> truck flair. All right? Right. Well, this exactly. is not superficial. Exactly. For people who are unaware, Freedom Convoy is a convoy of truck drivers who have gathered together to protest COVID restrictions and vaccine mandates in downtown Ottawa. It started in late January with what was supposed to be a weekend protest. But as of right now, protest is still happening. Currently, downtown Ottawa is essentially a parking lot for semi-trucks. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> they, best way they to describe paved it. Ottawa, just... put up a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I can see how that would be a disruption if you lived in the area. What do we think of this as a form of protest, yay or nay? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I mean, it's effective because we're talking about it. Uh, I don't know how long this kind of thing can endure because it is highly centralized. I mean, they eventually got those people off of Alcatraz Island. It'll be uh, a long, uh, a long haul if you'll forgive the trucking butt. Uh, but I suspect that uh, they're probably not going to get what they want because was it ninety percent of Canadian truckers have been vaccinated? 82% of all Canadians, 90% of Canadian adults, and 90% of Canadian truck drivers have all been vaccinated. So it's like, this whole thing feels really astroturfed to me. I, I, oh, yeah. I've seen the point brought up a few times that it's like, these can't be working class people. These can't be like, for the most part, actual truck drivers because they would be working, right? Yeah. They can't afford who, to take off to do afford, this. Yeah. Like, you know who was our big terrorists uh, last year? Our big uh, big public protest was the fucking upper middle class who got to fly down to the nation's capital in 2021 on, uh, on January 6th, take a week off and then fly back. Uh, and then t attempt to avoid the FBI for the next yeah. year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah, saying like people I, can afford to do this? I'm saying that the upper middle class uh, and yeah. the upper class can afford well, to do this. Our, but ordinary Joes are not taking, uh, aren't sacrificing weeks of their pay so but, that they can protest a thing that they've probably already got in their body. But truck drivers make decent money, right? Yeah. Owner operators, sure, maybe they've been doing it for a while. I don't know, but the the, the union of truckers are like these people are are fools, and they're yeah. stopping, they're getting I mean, in everybody's way. I mean, it's there's obviously some financing coming from other places. I'm not trying yeah. to argue the point that this is all organic. I do question how important the 90 percent of truck drivers are vaccinated. I, I don't know how how much that matters because how many trucks are we talking? Yeah, and yeah. what percentage of those trucks does it take to say block all of the border access points between America and Canada? Yeah. Not many, and not, not and many. not many. Yeah. So yeah. then it like then it doesn't really matter how that other ninety percent feels. Well, it's, out of the I mean, uh, tens to hundreds of thousands of people who have this particular occupation, there are a very small amount of people who are trying to make this point. Uh, and sacrifice everybody else's well-being. And again, the thing they're protesting is you shouldn't die. You shouldn't permanently lose your your sense of taste or smell. You shouldn't make orphans of your children uh, and widows of your wives for this thing that just kind of makes you feel a little a little weak the next day, and then you're fine the next the day after that. Yeah, I agree. It's a silly protest. I think we all agree on that, at least on this podcast <laughs> what if i was like twist um <laughs> actually after doing my own research i was gonna get the vaccine but auto one uh oh man oh wow eh? Eh? do the math eh? on that one 
Man, Word Play Incorporated is the name of this episode. No, it's not, because that will make it very hard to search uh, on the Googles and things. Anyway, where were we? We were Ottawa. saying uh, truck these guys. <clears throat> yeah, I don't agree with their cause. I don't agree with what they're protesting. I think there are vaccine mandates for all sorts of things in life. Traveling to yep. other countries, you have to get vaccinated. I had to, I had to get, get a vaccine to go to school. All of us did. Yeah. All of yeah. us did. I legitimately had to not go to school the first day one year because I didn't get my vaccine in time. So I spent the first day of school, arguably the second coolest day of school behind the last day of school. Mm, yeah. uh, I had to spend that sitting in the parking lot of a health department waiting to get vaccinated. Neat. Well, this is the problem, right? Is that like the school vaccine requirements started to become an issue because of one flawed study that was published and then retracted that like kicked up this this wave of concern among you know the the very oh, gullible the autism thing the the aut the vaccines cause autism thing that then when COVID came along it just hit this this stride and exploded into this big thing and now it's folding back on these other vaccines and you've got people saying things like well. I'm not going to get my kid vaccinated for like, I don't know, rabies or something. And it's like, what the fuck? Like now all vaccines, all of these other vaccines that we're talking about that are necessary for school entry and, you know, uh, international travel and certain jobs, et cetera. Like these vaccines are now being questioned, too. So we might actually start seeing the return of like diseases that at least in certain parts of the world we thought were gone. Yeah, yeah, we think I mean, the, zombies are a distant possibility until anti-vaxxers bring on a wave of rabies infections in Portland. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw there's a, a new zombie game coming out, Dying Light 2, and one of the articles I clicked on uh, about it was like, uh, the least believable part about this zombie apocalypse game is right at the beginning of the cutscene, they explain that everybody gets the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, all of these things, all of this, the vaccine skepticism for COVID, for autism, for the, all right, well, let's go down the hole and do, and do everything. It all stems from this entitlement mentality of, I distrust institutions. I want personal sovereignty. I want all of the benefit of living in a society without contributing to its success in any way. I don't want to take any responsibility for my fellow man. I want to take responsibility for my neighbors. I'm taking responsibility for myself. Because it's like my, my parents who subscribe to this notion – uh, would constantly be on my ass about like, oh, do we got to watch out because our neighbor or like those those shitty kids live down the block from us. They're going to break into our house and steal all our guitars and our guns or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> those are work. always the top sure, two yeah. concerns: yeah, guitars, guitars, and, guitars and, guns. and guns. Yeah, the the, the two big G's uh, and God, but you can't steal God. It's fine. Um, but like. The moment this thing rolls around, I'm like, hey, uh, you're you're gambling with your health and your life uh, every time you go over to the McKeckens. They just come back with, eh, life is risk. I'll take that gamble. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're comfortable with this one because because it's entirely on your terms and you just don't want to be inconvenienced. You know, yeah. because these people are used to being at the tippity top of the social hierarchy and the imposition of a of a vaccine is like, OK, well, I need to worry about poor people. I need to worry about liberals in some way. Wait, I don't have to. I'm at the top. Why would I why would I do anything for those people? So let's get back to this protest. It's not quite as bad as it could be. When they first started talking about doing this, it was suggested that there would be 50,000 trucks headed for Ottawa, which I don't know if these people have ever seen Ottawa, but 
I haven't, and I can assure you it's not big enough to accommodate <laughs> a trucker protest like that. That's insane. Do we have a number on how many trucks are there? Uh, there's around 500. That's so significantly okay. fewer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah way, yeah. yeah. way, way less. Which, the problem is it's still 500 trucks, which is a lot of, which trucks are big, right? Yeah, it's, it's especially a problem if you live down there because, yeah. I mean, this is downtown Ottawa. It's probably a hip section of Ottawa. There's probably lots of happening stuff going down down there and now truckers everywhere just just blaring their horns, trucks. waving fucking confederate flags all the unfortunate shit you don't normally associate with canada imagine being canadian and giving a shit about the confederacy dude we're in california and we see confederate flags yeah california like had no no we're we're, we're not a part of that you see confederate there was, flags there, in there, fucking there, new york there was a confederate flag right at the st- the, was it the state capitol building in Sacramento for years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, the Confederate yeah, the, flag. Uh, that was just... Dianne Feinstein's big program. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. future senator, yeah. current yeah. piece of shit. Oh, God. So the aim of this protest is vaccine mandates. At least that's how it started. It started as a protest against vaccine mandates, specifically one that says truck drivers who cross the U.S.-Canada border have to be vaccinated. A group spokesperson says our departure will be based on the prime minister doing the right thing. And that prime minister is Justin Trudeau. He says he's not going to give in. He he says this is a small fringe minority of people who hold unacceptable views that do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other during the pandemic. The overwhelming majority of Canadians. Mm-hmm. And it's also worth saying that uh, uh, the Canucks have a better social contract. They, they've got more things provided to them by the government. They get the health care. They got payments yeah. uh, to help people, you know, stay quarantined for a while. They were getting pretty well taken care of. I get the it's a small fringe group argument, but like, I don't know, so is ISIS. Like, yeah, a, it's a small, small fringe, fringe group with big equipment. So was... I, I don't want to be the guy that's doing this already because it's uh, I've already exhausted by it uh, in the last like five or six years. But honestly, it's also how fascism in Europe started. Yes. As a small fringe group. Yeah. And it and it because what it is, is it's we we've got I don't know, however many fucking decades now of these astroturfed fake populist right wing movements in this country of people just using the words freedom and liberty and patriotism to mean any number of abstract concepts. without any clear definitions to them so that anytime you want to like feel like you're questioning authority you invoke these terms and that's how this started right somebody was mad because they're required by law to show proof of vaccination to keep their job and that became oh it's an attack on civil liberties it's an attack on my freedom it's an attack on my on my liberty and it becomes this you know that shit catches like fucking wildfire if it's not immediately stopped and that's what we're seeing right now and it's also you talk about these people who uh, a lot of these these protesters are people that enjoy you know white cis male privilege uh, usually upper middle class to middle class as well they they occupy a very comfortable space in society and so they aren't treated the same way i know we're going to get into the differences in how the police respond to like the Black Lives Matter protests and the difference between that mm. and how they respond to, you know, the open things back up protests that we saw uh, towards the beginning of the pandemic that we're they're now treating these people with those same fucking kids gloves. Yeah. The thing is, this is happening in Canada. So in terms of how these protesters are being treated in the United States remains to be seen. 
Yeah, but the police state is the police state everywhere. Yeah, it would put, yeah. get a little bit more Canadian context going too. Uh, this previous year, as we were dealing with BLM, the Canadians were dealing with the relocation school insanity. Mm where uh, it was becoming more and more obvious to greater Canada, but certainly not to the communities that already knew, that the um, the First Nations folks who lived in Canada, uh, who were taken away from their families as children, put in these relocation schools, and then oftentimes just buried there. Canada has crazy police, too. Like They, yeah, have, they yeah. have that exact same issue. There's a law in Canada that... At least it, it's a law that existed at the time that it contributed to a really notorious police murder in Canada. They had a law where only one person in any unit was allowed to have the responsibility of carrying a taser, but anyone could have a gun. And what ended up happening is this kid got shot to death on the subway by a bunch of cops. And one of their arguments was, yeah, I mean, if we had a taser, we would have tased him. But the woman who had the taser didn't show up in time to stop her colleagues from shooting this guy. It always kills me when people are surprised to hear stuff like that about Canada. And even when you read articles about this, you'll see quotes from people who are like, you know, it seems like there's kind of a right-wing underbelly here. <laughs> uh -huh. And it's like, yeah, yeah like you have right-wing television networks just like we do. Like you have all the things, like you can't, Believe your own hype when it comes to how friendly and neutral Canada is. Like, Canada is just baby America. They've like, got racism. They've got a prison industrial complex. They've got the RCMP suppressing water protectors. Like, it's... Yeah, they just got, also speak French. Yeah. <laughs> their, their tweets come in two parts, and the second part is in French. Yeah, there, there is a there's an extreme right-wing fringe everywhere and how successful or not that fringe is depends on how poor the institutions are and whatever in whatever little context they're in well and the and they're 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 an extreme right-wing fringe that is enabled by a right-leaning mainstream culture as also well true yeah now we're yeah. i mean we see that right here just well. like here hey <laughs> And the thing about these truck convoy protests is the people who organized them, which this is a thing you see a lot of times when things like this happen. But the people who organized it are like, look, man, we're just talking about COVID. We're just protesting against vaccines. We didn't know these right wingers were going to show up. Sure. And that's always yeah. the question is, is this a right wing movement or did the right wing co-op this movement? And I would argue it doesn't matter once doesn't they show matter. up. No, it doesn't. Sure. It doesn't. It doesn't matter once there's one swastika flag at your <laughs> event. You're a Nazi event. Uh -huh. That's what yeah. it is. Like if yeah. you don't, Sorry. unless yeah, unless you make them take it down. Like if you deal with it. Like yeah, if you, yeah. Like if you address that Nazis are trying to attach to your movement and that you reject it, that's one thing. But if they show up and you're like, hell yeah, man. We don't agree with your opinion on minorities and Jews, but you can help us with this trucker thing. That's not enough when it comes to Nazis. Like, you mm -hmm. got to divest from Nazis altogether, baby. And if you don't, your movement is a right-wing movement. And yeah. this is a right-wing movement. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. And you can see it when you look at pictures from this. There, we'll link to some articles where they interview people who live in this area. And there's Confederate flags. There's flags with swastikas. People are getting accosted for wearing masks. One woman was um, told that, to go back that, to her country because someone overheard her speaking in a foreign accent. But like someone the, the tried punching to punching people burn. wearing masks, I don't understand. 
It's like this whole thing is, oh, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. Okay. And then these people are just walking down the street exercising that my body, my choice thing by using a mask. And then somebody starts throwing punches and grabbing faces. What the hell? Well, this is why it's an inherently right wing coordination, because it's the same. It's the same impulse that has and the same type of group think that had people assaulting gay men with bandanas in their back pockets. It's the same kind of uh, bigotry. Uh, or impulse that had people uh, assaulting punk kids for having different hair. Yeah. Like, it's it's that same thing of, like, this is your mark that makes you other from me, and and so I get to attack you. Yeah, it's th- that slippery slope argument that they always try to, like, oh, well, first it's this mandate, then they're going to silence us, and then they're going to jail us all, and then they're, we're going to die in our houses or in a gulag or whatever. But they never apply that same train of thought back to their own thing. If, if I punch this one black guy because he's wearing uh, a mask... Pretty soon, the word we're fucking storming the nation's capital. That's the thing, right? Is that like you know they apply the slippery slope argument all over the place, but they can't put that slippery slope into the mirror and understand that like really the only slippery slope we've ever seen actual proof of sociopolitically is fascist creep, and that's exactly no. what's happening. Yeah, and again, you can tell from a lot of these articles that people are surprised that this element even exists in Canada, and. If you look at the the progression of their elected leaders, Stephen Harper is their George W. Bush. Justin Trudeau is their Obama. And doesn't it feel like they're maybe sliding toward a Trump type leader in their next election? Even like I get it. Like I get it. This is a minority group right now. But like Andy said, this is how things like this start. Like this becomes a bigger movement. Like there are going to be people with whose interests align on this issue that uh, diverge on other things. And mm-hmm. once that shit gets out of hand, man. And it, and it doesn't matter where they diverge uh, once they start engaging in the, the swell of activity that it's all moving towards. Like, it's, it's like we saw in the Woodstock 99 doc, you know? <laughs> like, you get around <laughs> enough people who all want to set shit on fire, you're going to start setting shit on fire. And I, it's the same... I. I that that brings me to the most disturbing part of one of these articles is this story about them being like, well, we don't know if it's right wing, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, yeah, they tried to set this apartment building on fire. Yeah. Like they started a fire and tried to tape the door closed so no one could Ugh. get out. God almighty. And it's like, yeah, that's and, and that's that, Nazi shit. And that was the result of an argument between people who lived in that building and the protesters in this article is like, well, they acknowledge they can't be sure that it was the protesters who did it. It's like, so the people in the yeah. building were going to burn down their own building to what? False flag these protesters? No, that's insane. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now that you say it, I actually, uh... <laughs> Jamie, can we look that up? <clears throat> Dude, only only Andy No does false flag bullshit. <laughs> God, well, and Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah. The... Yeah. Also Vladimir Putin. Look into the, the Russian apartment. The two, bombings. the two big ones. Yeah, Putin, and I'm sorry you share a first name with Andy. No, Andy. No, no. <laughs> uh, I've thought about changing my name a few times just because of that guy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So Ottawa has declared a state of emergency over this. So. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa's mayor, Jim Watson, he's declared a state of emergency. Here's a quote. <laughs> Clearly, we are outnumbered and we are losing this battle. This has to be reversed. We have to get our city back. Danger, you I, think that's not true? I don't think they're outnumbered. Well, you got to I have it later in the notes, but I guess we yeah. can get into it now. You have to take the trucks into consideration. Yeah. Sure, like yes. this isn't 500 this is like 500 people protesting, but they also brought 500 multi-ton trucks with them. And we have a quote later in the notes where one of these protesters is like, if you think the people capable of towing these trucks are aligned with you and not us, like you're out of your mind. So it's not just a matter of gathering the resources to do it. It's getting the people who would have to do the job to do it. Like there are towing companies in Ottawa that have been threatened mm-hmm. to not help break up these protests. So then what do you do? Well, you find the tow truck companies and drivers that are sympathetic to uh, to the you know to the right side of things here. You, and you I mean, give them an escort. Yeah. I, here's the thing. We're going to get into this. I know this is where this is going is this idea of like we don't want to say more cops because you, you don't. But it ha- well, that, there isn't. Sorry. Well, that, let me. Well, yeah. Let me just say that part. In addition to declaring a state of emergency, he's also requested eighteen hundred additional police officers to help clear this protest from the federal government. Ottawa's current police force twelve hundred people. So when you say, "Well, no, we're not outnumbered," he's saying we need way more police than we currently have in total just to deal with this one thing. So are they or aren't they outnumbered? Well, I mean, I, referencing the, uh, uh, the the Black Lives Matter protests a couple of years ago, what was it, 2020, they brought the National Guard out, and the I National mean, Guard was, was parked in Santa Monica protecting all the nice stores. And I honestly felt safer around the National Guard than it would have been about, uh, around some of these you know more twitchier cops. I live in Minneapolis. We still have mercenary groups here. We still have, I mean, we had the National Guard out here last year. If this were a leftist protest, the National Guard would already be involved. Or, or sorry, Canada's equivalent, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Moose the, Brigade. The, 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 military, the militarized RCMP would already be involved here. Like, this idea that, it, it, the thing is, is there's a qualitative difference in the police response you're going to see. Even if they call in 1,800 additional cops here, or, or that, that they're, they're able to acquire those resources, it's not going to be what you see. When anti-fascists protest, when when black people protest, like the the response is going to be a lot of these cops are going to be like, yeah, we're anti-vaxxers, too. We're racists, too. We got swastika tattoos, too. Well, that, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing you got to take into account about this is, sure, send in more cops. But like Andy just said, a lot of cops are anti-vaxxers. Again, not the majority. It's a, it's a, a small minority of cops who are anti-vaxxers. Minority might not be the right word. Not 40% as many, of all cops. Yeah. More cops are vaccinated than not. I'll say that. Probably. Probably. I don't fucking know. Fuck the police, man. And that's the thing. Like, I have a hard time. I, I don't agree with why these protests are happening. I don't align myself with their interests. Uh, I don't align myself with them as people. But 
I'm also worried about the precedent that you set when you're like, yeah, send in 1,800 more cops and break that shit up. But again, also the problem is, yes, they would do that if this was Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if the answer is our side being like, okay, well, yeah, do it to them too. Maybe not more cops, but the the missing ingredient here is equipment. Yes. Like what gigantic – because – BLM protests, uh, anything anti, anything anti-fascist, it's just going to be people, you know, because mm-hmm. like we're relying on our on our communal presence, and that's always more easily squished uh, than something involving heavy materiel. Uh, but if they, Canada's got tanks, Canada's got helicopters. I don't know if you can do a, a, a that kind of lift uh, in a downtown area, but like I've seen, I've seen cows picked up by helicopters. You know, and I know a truck is at least like two cows, but like it, like, there are you. We can get equipment in there to move these things out of out, and it's going to be expensive, and it's going to be heavy, and it's going to be an incredibly long period of time. But the alternative is, oh, you know what, fascists? Okay, all right, you can have what you want. That's fine. You don't you don't need that. Then they get to declare victory. Then they get to to seize on a new national trend or build on it. And, yeah, and all it's these- the it's the do we negotiate with terrorists principle, basically. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think the government involved, it's going to be interesting to see what they settle on doing about this. Because again, it's like, you know, even, even, even quote unquote, liberal politicians and leaders are, you know, right wing enablers, and they provide a space of privilege to the to ultra nationalists like this. Sure. And what we're going to see probably if you know, like any mass mobilization confrontation between right-wing goons and the left, it's going to come down to, yeah, people are going to have to go there. People are going to have to put their bodies in the middle of this. People are going to have to, like, take back this space. But the minute you see that happening, that's when the cops are going to start deploying gas and rubber bullets and sonic weapons and whatever else they're going to fucking use. And they're going to be doing it against the counter protesters here. So it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, the state violence is not going to be conducted against the bad actors here. So bringing more cops into it, I don't think is going to fix anything. And also, I think cops- we're going to have to steal some helicopters. <laughs> Get some of those Ospreys. Those are Heli- cool. Helicopters. Ah, uh, oh, uh, those are the kind of cops you need. Get uh, well, it? Can, can you put a tow cable on the back of a tank, or maybe some snow speeders? They got snow speeders up in, you know, <laughs> do some Battle of Hoth shit, man. Drag I mean, them out, it, harpoons and tow cables. Like, yeah, you can do all of that, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while. You have to take into account if the people are going to cooperate or not, and then what do you do? Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, they they no, can it's... obviously get the trucks out of there at some point. The que- one of the questions is, is any company with the equipment in the area going to do it, or are they going to have to bring in equipment from somewhere else? Bring in the army. They've got, they've got big, heavy equipment. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like Ordinary souls do not have the kind of equipment and material to get rid of this, of this nonsense. But the army, without escalating things, could protect themselves while using some of this big, useless equipment. Because who look, who's going to invade Quebec? Who's invading? What what tank battalion is going to show up on the east coast of Newfoundland? But they could use that material to take these Us, things. Probably someday. Yeah, yeah. All right. No. Yes. I, I've uh, I read that comic book. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that propaganda song. The equipment exists. Yeah. The equipment. it's just a logistical nightmare, and there's no there's no easy 
There's no it easy is, conversation to be made. It is just an auto waffly complicated situation. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's just, yep. you know, it's just it's a it's <laughs> It's a real truck mire is what it is. That that was that was less yeah, that one didn't work. Yeah, I was looking for a word to put truck into, and I settled yeah. on quagmire, and I don't, I'm not, I don't feel good about it. You yeah, did not that, successfully that a... auto-walk that line. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This is spinning out of control, just like we're this ra- No, we're raising some good points, be. man. No, yeah, we yeah. are. And we got to use the runaway truck ramp. And <laughs> <laughs> No acknowledgement. Go on. And, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, how do you get all of these trucks out of there if... Like, you say send in the military. Their equipment. Ottawa has already asked the federal government for help. And the federal government is like, uh, you're a city, and this is a your city problem, and it is your city's responsibility to clean this up. We'll send help when we can. But this is closing ports of entry into the country, which is a federal – sorry, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. here's, here's also, what's going to happen. the goddamn capital. Here's what's going to happen when this comes to the United States. If there is, let's say there's another right-leaning, actually either side could use this as a bargaining chip if they want. But let's say in some uh, dystopian future that's definitely going to happen, Trump or someone just like him is back in office and protests like this are happening. It's going to depend on the political leanings of your state government whether Trump and his federal government are going to help you in a situation like this. Oh, he's sure. already threatened that before, and he's threatened the reverse where if stuff like this is happening in your city or your state and your government isn't aligned with his values, yeah. then he's just going to threaten to send in the military and clean it up for you. Yeah, like, I mean, that was his big innovation is I am not the leader of all Americans. I am the leader and the representative of the people that vote for me. And even though, sorry, the people that still want me around even after voting for me. Right. And that's also going to complicate things when it comes to, well, just send in the military. Like, then it depends on if the people in charge of the military agree with these protesters or not. Well, Trudeau right now and his and the, the bulk of the federal uh, Canadian governments are deeply opposed to the things happening uh, with these truckers. So if the moment is right now, then they need to get that they need to move them out right now with the equipment and the material and the people that they have. Yeah, it's going to be a task because it's not just I mean, it takes like 30 minutes, apparently, to tow uh, just to hook a semi truck up to a tow truck. <laughs> and then un- that's under ideal conditions. Yeah. These if you are- care about the success, the continued operation of said truck, I'm sure. Yeah, this is hundreds of trucks all smashed into a closed space, parked at weird angles. So it's going to be an effort, that's for sure. This is the nightmare version of Occupy Wall Street in terms of logistics, because it's one thing to just send police on horses in to beat people into going back to their homes. It's a whole other thing when it's a bunch of trucks. Like, this is like... It's like having a bunch of transformers dying in your neighborhood. Like, <laughs> I was going to call it. Tr- we do. I was going to call it Truckupy earlier, but it <laughs> that didn't really. No, that was good. Truckupy. Yeah? Okay. Truckupy. Yeah. Truckupy All Streets. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, out of Wall is. Street. <laughs> 
Well, I was just going to say, yeah, the sentiment's already come over here. I mean, this is also, honestly, I think, in a lot of ways, a reflection of what we saw here with the fucking anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers, you know, in 2020. But it's already kind of coming back around. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. I mean, one of the articles mentions, right, that Elon Musk... It was all about yeah. the, the truckers. But I don't know if you saw this. Sherry Moon Zombie, our very own Sherry Moon Zombie, posted on Instagram in support of it, and it caused a huge hubbub. Oh, Sherry. Yeah, not going to see the monsters now. Oh, come on. You can still see the monsters. I'll still watch it because I think it's on Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix, but, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody I watched it. <laughs> So, yeah, this is making its way to the United States in a few ways. For one, since the protests started, others have popped up around Canada, including some that have started at border crossings with the United States. Three in particular, Michigan, North Dakota and Montana, as we record this, were all cut off by protesters on both sides of the borders. One of those crossings, the Ambassador Bridge which connects Detroit to Windsor, Ontario, is the busiest international crossing in North America. Are these people trying to get invaded by the United States? Because this <laughs> is classic start a war stuff here. Once you start yeah, but- interfering with our corporation's ability to make money in your country, oh, we're going to nuke Canada probably. Yeah, it is yeah, interesting but- that the, uh, the, the battleground that's being waged right now is basically trade, which, you know... Which is smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely Well, here's the thing. It's what we do on the world stage. We don't go to war with weapons that often anymore. We go to war with sanctions. And when we put sanctions on, say, Venezuela. Well, Venezuela, we write it down in a way that makes it look like, oh, well, we're just sanctioning these individual people in the government. But it's the same thing as when you're like, well... Airlines could stop all hijackings if they just made the doors uh, completely impenetrable. And the counter argument was always, well, prices are going to go up. The same thing happens when we put sanctions on world leaders. They pass those costs on to the people and poor people fucking starve and die. It's how we conduct warfare now for the most part. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that it's happening to us, especially if it's being funded by outside influences, maybe another country, because here's the thing, that's also what we do. That is entirely what we do on the world (laughs) stage these days. That is how we topple governments. That is how we influence elections. If you look into Venezuela, like really read up on it, Mm -hmm. there are local elections that end up getting swayed based on what is available on store shelves at whatever time. Because the opposition party has ties to the United States, which has ties to all of these food suppliers that send supplies to Venezuela. And they can withhold supplies from certain areas mm. where they need to influence elections. Hostage we do taking. this shit. Like, yeah, yeah. And this, this isn't even taking into account the non-governmental uh, influence of like corporations that hire private mercenaries and, yeah. and, uh, and fixers in, in different countries. Yeah, we're pretty cool. We are pretty cool. There have also been a lot of protests at the Ottawa International Airport. There's cars just circling the arrivals and departures at the airport, which is going to disrupt international traffic, probably. (laughs) Oh, you think? Yeah. Bright side is most these bridge protests are mostly like pickup trucks and farm equipment. They're not semis. So we can either we'll be able to tow those or maybe even just chuck them off the side of the bridge if we need to. Littering. Have we considered activating Godzilla? 
Probably. Because he's ours now, right? He's he, America's got him. I think, yeah, we built one with heart. We have our own, yeah. Like, we can go ahead and just turn them on. The conspiracy theorists listening to this exploded. <laughs> and he just said we built one with heart. <laughs> yeah. I love the casualness of, uh, oh, yeah, just uh, go to Godzilla and turn them on. What if we make all of these people in this convoy think that aliens are attacking? I'm sure most of them already believe that. No, but I mean, like, really put on a show for them so that they, <laughs> so that they get out. You know, but I know we've looked into that as a nation. That is an actual conspiracy theory that's out there. Yeah. That at some point the United States government is going to stage a false flag attack that looks like an alien invasion, but it's just like holograms in the sky mm. and they're going to use it to like really put fascism in place in this country mm. so fresh, yeah fresh, maybe we uh, should just concept. try that now we could do yeah. like a dry run on these bridge people uh, you know i, I say we, just do it now you know we don't want to i know you want to wait till the time is right but if you keep waiting the time's never going to be right you know it's always like well maybe next week is better it's always next week is better just fucking do it just put the hologram ufos in the sky right now yeah over Ottawa. Do it over Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, but the, the difficulty you face there in these being smaller vehicles that are easier to move, uh, here is a quote from Ontario Mayor Drew Dilkins. It's very frustrating because people just want us to go in and flush everyone out. And there's a real threat of violence here. We've seen protesters come out with tire irons when the police attempted to tow a car. It could escalate very, very quickly. And on the one hand, I get it, but also, yeah, so what about that? Oh, yeah, so uh, people are swinging tire irons at the police and the police are backing up? Yeah. yeah. That, doesn't, the, that doesn't sound like anything I've seen recently. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Again, Once again, the police's sympathies always lie with these kinds of fucking dickheads. So these people get to swing tire irons at them and they don't do shit. I could see this also being a statement the police would release if they went in and just beat the shit out of a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters. They'd be like, we tried to go in six hours earlier and a guy raised a tire iron, so we had to go back in with the military. I'm sorry. Yeah. We had no other choice. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, it sounds like they're not even going to send the police. Maybe it will have to be the military. Does Canada have one? Canada's got a military, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Canadian yeah. military. These these nice right wing white people uh, swung a tire iron at us, and we can't def we can't do anything about that. We back away immediately. Yeah, and the this is also where the quote about local towing companies being threatened yeah. comes from. That was uh, Windsor Police Chief Peter Slowly. Mm. Slowly, what a name for speed a it up, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, get the lead out. <laughs> Speeder it up. His quote, <laughs> his quote about it is interesting, though. Here it goes. At least one of the major tow truck companies that would have been able to supply us with the logistics to tow illegal vehicles and to a significant degree reduce the size of the demonstrations has been threatened themselves. They've been threatened through some sophisticated online activities and direct threats to harm to their employees and their business. It seems like he's implying, uh, I don't know what he's implying there. I, I mean, obviously he's implying that they're cyber being bullying? threatened online. I mean, 
Yeah, but it, he makes it sound like it's a little more complex than cyberbullying. Yeah, I mean, but it uh, also if, if you tow it, then we're gonna throw a, a fucking Molotov cocktail through your front window and burn down. I mean, it's that that's that's just a mafia tactic. I mean, it also sounds like people sitting on their hands and saying, "Well, this guy told me to sit on my hands." Like, there's there's an element too of like, yeah, even this wouldn't stop you if you really wanted to. And also, police, uh, Canadian police, Canadian politicians, if you're up there and you're listening and you're like, but we're trying, please just note we're noting the very fundamental difference between how uh, this particular action is being treated and everything that's happened uh, to any left-leaning uh, movement here in uh, the United States and elsewhere for the past, I don't know, 100 years or so, but especially recently. You know, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're trying your best up there, Godspeed, keep going. You need to do what you can. Uh, but we, in the meantime, are going to be very angry about how we've been treated. <laughs> Speaking of being very angry, this next story, there, is, there are talks of this becoming a thing that picks up in the United States. And specifically, first of all, don't you dare, motherfuckers, don't you dare. Dare, Department of Homeland Security is warning U.S. law enforcement agencies that a group of truckers is planning an anti-vaccine protest that could possibly start in Los Angeles during the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. I want to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but goddamn, <laughs> would it be interesting television if hundreds of trucks surround SoFi Stadium and stop the Super Bowl from happening. I don't want that to happen, but I am saying it would be equally compelling television. At that, If that happened, we would see just how quickly the American military could solve a problem. Yeah. I agree. That yeah. is essentially a commercial for the military. <laughs> They're not going to not let that I mean, go down. fuck, I might join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, like, I mean, yeah, your, your version of joining would be a lot like mine, me just sort of walking down to Silver Lake Boulevard with a white collar going like, you fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah, I am fascinated to see if this actually happens because the Super Bowl, that is one of the most That's heavily... America's birthday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's our real. Na- it, it is a national holiday. Like, whether you want to give your employees the Monday after it off or not, most of them are going to call in. Like, it's – I I don't know. I feel like that is legitimately a bridge too far. Like, I, I could see Roger oh, Goodell. Oh, I see what you uh-huh. did there. Yeah, right? An ambassador yeah. bridge too far. Right? I could see, see Roger Goodell having, like, a fucking red phone that goes directly to the military whenever he <laughs> needs them. Like, as much as the NFL does to promote the fucking military, yeah. if this happens, Roger Goodell is going to hit a red button on his desk. Oh, it just goes immediately to SEAL Team 6. <laughs> yeah. And a special forces team will be deployed to deal with this. I mean, it, it's vague enough, though, that they could say there'll be an action in Los Angeles in uh, uh, support of these things. They could just have a rally in fucking Fontana or yeah. anywhere east of here where they have this space to move around and put these trucks, and that would go on... That that would that would make the news, and people would be like, oh, they're just trying for freedom. You know, let's listen to... Let's, let's hear them out, you know, because that's what news is. Two, com- two competing opinions being stated loudly and, and, and emphatically. Also, though, SoFi is in Inglewood, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd like to see how that community would handle this differently than Ottawa. Yeah. I don't know if the community of Inglewood's going to go to war for the NFL. 
I don't no. I don't know that Inglewood no, no, no. loves having SoFi there. No, not for the NFL, but just like if you get, you know, even 200, which is, you know, less than half of what they've got in Ottawa of these trucks honking horns, yeah, ass- assaulting people, I feel like there might be a different response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could definitely see counter protests happening. And there's also like the, the 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 trucker protests are overwhelmingly white and if we bring that sort of uh uh if that sort of sentiment presents itself uh in in Inglewood, I can see there being an absolutely racialized uh aspect to that kind of thing. That would be frowned upon. But it's going to be like that part of town is going to be so busy. That I don't even know yeah. if Inglewood's going to be mostly locals anyway. Like yeah. all of all of the country is descending upon our fair town as yeah. a dry run for the Olympics here coming yeah. up. Uh. If I lived in Inglewood, I would be at my mom's house right now while I Airbnb'd my place for like fifteen thousand dollars a night, and you'd like, get it. Yeah, you you would probably get it in Inglewood around the Super Bowl. So yeah, this is a fascinating possibility. And also, please don't. Yeah, like, I want to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Don't do it. It, it does Come seem on. to me like whatever it is, like, uh, you know, we, we kept getting told that the, 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 the storm is coming. The storm is coming. The storm never showed up. I mean, there was that one thing. Um, but like, <laughs> the, the it, it's such a big thing. And these people have, people like football, even truckers like football. I I I don't think that it's going to be that significant. It might be 20 trucks. It might be 10 trucks and there'll be flags and it'll be annoying, but they'll still be presented with that same degree of reverence that the that the media tends to have for mm-hmm. the right wing. Yeah. Where it's like, "Oh, you got to understand where they're coming from." No, though. we don't. Yeah, no, we absolutely do not because it's a right-wing fucking protest. I'm sorry. Like like we've already made the point, but well, you know, if it, whether it's been co-opted or it started that way, the 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 allegiances are there. Yeah, and it's become an American right wing protest yeah. now. The American yeah. right is super duper rallying around this, and uh, there are Don- way more unvaccinated <laughs> patriots in uh, in America than there are in Canada, just per capita. Yeah, what if they all team up and invade Canada? We going to get involved in that? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are both prominent supporters of this. Trump said the convoy is peacefully protesting the harsh policies, and he called Trudeau a far-left lunatic who has destroyed Canada with insane COVID mandates. <sighs> this is destroyed the Canada. Remember Canada danger? No, it's not man. there anymore. It's so gone. It's gone. Far yeah. left. Anyone even remote? It doesn't matter whatever it is. It's always socialism. It's always the far left. It's always Joe Joe Biden is a communist. And it's like, (laughs) you you don't even know what the left is, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, the the left just isn't as powerful a force in this country as it as it should be. I apologize. I said motherfucker when I should have said mother trucker. 
That's my fault. Yeah, all right. No, that's cool. Oh, yeah. We didn't adhere to that no, you're, even you're, once. You're right. We've never just had generations uh, of strike breaking and just quashing of the of the left so that the uh, so that this the centrists can time it again and say, oh, you know what? Uh, I may disagree with uh, uh, whatever. What is that? Turtle looking motherfucker. McConnell. Mother tr- yeah. Oh, I may disagree <laughs> with McConnell, but we're still good friends at the end of the day. It's like, no, fuck that guy. He's hurting America and he will take advantage of your proceduralist. Uh, your proceduralism, you know. Maybe your, this your isn't the cow. Maybe, cow- maybe this isn't the place for me to bring this up, but like, I do think a big part of the problem is the terminology, the fact that we consider, you know, there's a left and a right, and it gives people this illusion. It provides this illusion of a whole that consists of both a left side and a right side. Mm-hmm. When really, when you just start addressing the fact that they are not, they are not working as a harmony together. It's one of these things is evil, and that's the right. <laughs> it needs well, to like, fucking it, go. It, no matter how you self-identify politically, you deserve health care that's not going to bankrupt you. Yeah. You deserve to be taken care of, and only one kind of platform does that, and that platform is a single-payer system that almost every other – I'm sorry, no, almost every other industrialized nation on Earth has uh, a single-payer health care system, and their health outcomes are far better than they are here in the United States. But, but here the, we have crowdfunding. Yeah. And that's how we do get our medical care. Yeah. We almost had a single payer, payer platform move to uh move through the state legislature in California. Uh but you know, because the, the whatever the lobbies got to uh got to a couple of the you know, quote unquote democratic uh state assembly members, they let the bill die. I you saw know? that story come up and I was like, with Governor Newsom, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, he <laughs> campaigned on happen. it. He campaigned yeah. on single payer. Fucking Joe Biden campaigned on student debt reduction. It, Joe Biden campaigned on a lot of shit he that sure he's did. just not going to do. No. It's fine. It's fine. But it's like, that's how you get people to stop showing up. That's how you get people to stop thinking it's an, it's a, if you have something, then I lose something mentality. Is you The state provides things to everybody, uh, so that way there's less resentment. People don't feel like, and yeah, what it's is- not perfect. Wait, what does that stop? Does that you, are you arguing that stops like right wing extremism from happening? I'm thinking in your it reduces right wing extremism because yes, we are Tell seeing it to England. It, it cuts down. It does cut down on the conditions for which a lot of the talking points that the right wing uses to Trojan horse their shit yeah. into. Uh, it does cut down on those conditions to a degree. I mean, England- citation. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Citation needed. Tell me what country that's happened in. Because right wing extremism is hot everywhere. everywhere yes. right no, now. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, partly because, uh, you know, no one is providing for anyone. But in the UK, uh, they've been trying to, the right in the UK has been trying to dismantle the National Healthcare Service for generations at this point, and they yeah. can't do it. It's too popular. Right, but that but what I'm saying is having those things doesn't stop a right wing element like this from rising no, no. up. I don't think it stops it from rising. I don't think it stops it from I think it what I think what it does is it cuts down on the legitimacy of a lot of their arguments so that some people might not get caught up yeah. to the same degree. I mean it's still gonna be there. But oh, it's yeah, not gonna sure. be I, I don't think you're gonna I don't think it's gonna be as enabled by the mainstream conversations. Here's, if you, here's my fear is that and I think we're seeing this is that these aren't the only conditions that lead to right wing extremism. If no. you look at a place like Hungary, it's not really about financial stuff and social services. 
It's that there is a really conservative underbelly in Hungary that lived through a few super liberal administrations and felt like they weren't getting the attention they deserved as a constituency. I don't know if any of this sounds familiar. Stop me if it does. (laughs) And then at one point, this uh, really sort of charismatic guy with some right wing leanings Uh. pops up and is like, hey, I care about you people. And I think you do deserve a little more representation than you're getting. And that was Viktor Orban. And now Hungary is just sliding toward being this really religious, conservative version of fascism. It's not about the well-being there. It's just about people being like, hey, we want to be a religious country again. So I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just inherent in people that <laughs> divisions like this are going to happen over something. Well, in, in the meantime, a few less people could should die from uh, medical bankruptcy or insulin ration, rationing is my point. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't think I don't think that all hierarchies and all like uh, right wing uh, movements are are you know fundamentally economic based uh, or you know. I, but I just think that that's a part of it. That's a part of it. Oh, at least that's yeah, a part of the culture here for these things. Yeah. I just don't. I, I again, my only point is I don't think having those things stops necessarily something like this from happening. No, but it does. Country. It does give people. It makes fewer. It makes for fewer desperate people. Well, it's also just the the right and proper thing to do. Like, well, we all we also just re- we else. really wouldn't know in this country because we've never had it. We've just we've never had leftism in any significant way in our legislative process. In because I mean, again, because the system of capitalism is a fundamentally right wing system, but we've just never had real leftist leadership uh, in in the government. So we wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know man. <laughs> so, let's, yeah. so let's yeah, try it's, it. Let's, it's the right let's, thing to do. Maybe we need to drive it. some fucking trucks to Washington, D.C. This is what I'm saying. We should well, have the trucks. That's what I'm saying is I don't agree with these people and their point, but I'm also not sure we should send the military in to carpet bomb them either. Like, it's a complicated situation. Let's, we might need to be in the trucks someday. This is what I'm saying, Adam. We we start a crowdfunding for truck pops. We do a tr- let's do a truck heist. Let's, let's take these uh, trucks. I want a heist. I want a heist. Pops, truck let's, convoy. We just go around 2022. The I would watch that documentary. That sounds no, awesome. We go specifically to Ottawa. We take the trucks that are there. We bring them back here, and we do what we want with them. We get uh, our trucker licenses. We we get our truck licenses. We get in those trucks. We say convoyage, and we fucking roll down oh. the bridge. Hell well, yeah! Well done. That was uh, better been, than that other one. Convoyage has been in the holster for a while. Convoyage, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Is that not even on a t-shirt? That's going to be on w- their t-shirts pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, they're out I, there listening to this in their trucks. They're not. Oh, I, at least one of those dweebs is an unpops listener. We've we've shown up in some pretty pretty uh, surprising places. We sure have. I hope Ooh. it's Rob Zombie. I hope Rob Zombie is the guy that listens to us. That's like, oh yeah, I'm part of the trucks. Yeah, if so, I hope Rob, not because I like Rob Zombie. Yeah. So yeah, how about this GoFundMe thing, where the, uh, someone started a GoFundMe for this trucker convoy and it raised nine million dollars, and then GoFundMe stepped in and was like, "Nope, we are taking that money and we will distribute it to the charity of the organizers choosing." 
And a bunch of people who donated were like, no, you're not. That's not what I gave you that money for. Mm -hmm. And then uh, GoFundMe had to give the money back to them. I guess this is a good thing, but also I don't know. I don't know if this helped all that much. You could also just be like, hey, we don't support this, but they're going to do it somewhere. Yeah. Because this really, what has happened because GoFundMe did this, like they did legitimately at one point imply that they were just going to donate this to charity and not give people the option of getting their money back, which I get that these people are all on the wrong side of history, but you can't do that. Like you can't like if people give money for a thing and you, you can't like switch it to a different thing and keep that money. I again I don't fucking care. I mean, that's crypto. Like, I, don't, that's I don't know. That's, that's taxes, baby. That's what no, the fucking I government does with that, our money all the time. <laughs> I get that it's taxes, and I get that the government does it all the time. But who is this helping? Like all this does is reinforce everyone who donated to this campaign. It reinforces their notion. That the other side is not just wrong, but they're criminals. The argument As they is, are engaging in literal criminal activity. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But I still don't know if this helped. Like, I, yeah, don't, I don't think it's no. that. I don't think it's that significant beyond just this is the yardstick of where we are. It's like uh, this this big platform, all this money got pooled. Uh, no, they shouldn't have have uh, withheld it or whatever, um, but they can for sure say we're not going to pass it along to your intended uh, beneficiary who's using yeah. this money to break the law, among other things. Yeah, so I, just, I agree, Adam. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think on a, on a purely pe- pragmatic material goals level, it doesn't help. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything. It just keeps their no. hands clean. Also, it's it's the Streisand effect. Like that's a thing people keep forgetting exists but it's the same thing with the the joe rogan stuff we talked about it last week but his influence has waned a whole lot since he went exclusive on spotify and the moments where it goes back up are moments like right now where everyone starts talking about joe rogan again and this feels like kind of the same thing like this Mm -hmm. is already a big enough story (laughs) without throwing this element in also where it's like oh yeah, the other side was going to keep $9 million of hardworking Americans' money over this. Okay. <laughs> Joe they, Rogan they is, didn't. Yeah, Joe they Rogan didn't, is but, the bye-bye man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't, but that ship has sailed in terms of uh, the news. And yeah. Sadly, the, Andy, the, for too many people, Joe Rogan and the things he said and allowed on his program were the bye-bye man. Yeah. And saying that people died mm-hmm. because of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what but I meant. Th- yeah. this bye is bye. this is the same thing. It's like it's it's like you you give you were giving it power. We're giving it an ideological power. You know, it's like it's like when you quote tweet uh, Jordan Peterson or somebody on Twitter with like your sweet snarky dunk comment, and it's just like all you're doing is spreading this signal. Yeah. So yeah, the Streisand effect. That's a uh, yeah. And, well, I mean, that comes back to what do you do uh, when people when when Jordan Peterson has a big tweet blowing up, you know, and people are people are like, yeah, you know, like I'm just introducing this idea. I, I fucking ran into this in my own life. People taking that shit as gospel. It's like this guy, he's a fucking con artist. He's a very successful but con artist. When you say what do you do, what do you have to do? Like what like you don't have to respond to everything Jordan Peterson says. Like I yeah, get that yeah. you feel a social responsibility to do so, but it is not helping like it just amplifies that message and the people in your life who listen to him are just going to resent you more 
Like you're not going to change their mind. That that's why I don't fuck with Twitter anymore. Not only do yeah, I not need the entire world to know my opinion on everything, I don't need to know your fucking opinions. Yeah, either, it's world. it's maddening. It's fucking maddening. I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah Twitter, so like, Twitter's, Twitter's over. Yeah, what do you do when it comes to Jordan Peterson tweets? Stop pretending you can do anything about them. Mm-hmm. Like, all you can do is put counter information out there and hope your information catches on to a uh, more substantial degree. And here's the thing, people on our side, it has. We cannot mm-hmm. keep stressing enough that these are fringe minority groups who should have very little influence on the world stage, but especially on places like Twitter, we give them that influence because we cannot help commenting on their bullshit. And it's like, why are you even seeing it? Who the fuck are you following on Twitter that you're seeing all these? I have some dumb relatives. Why are you following (laughs) them on Twitter? Yeah, I just mute everybody. Yeah. So anyway, this is what our civil war is going to look like, right? (laughs) I think it is. I think it's going to be... Like, no one's going to be able to take up arms against the American military. Like, unless you, you're looking forward to getting hit with, like, alien technology or something. Like, that's not going to work. Fucking so it's going to have to be it's going to have to be shit like this that makes people's lives uncomfortable to the point that people are like, will someone help? Will someone put an end to this? And then one side is just going to have to sort of sit and hope the military steps in on their behalf. And uh, it's going to be an unpleasant day in the United States when they do. United Nations, we will have send troops. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that could be how it ends. Maybe, like, it does seem like we're heading toward being the country that gets invaded instead of being the one that does the invading. So, who knows? But also just, I mean, it, it right, like the police too. Like, even putting the military aside, the police in this country are a monoculture, Largely. And, and they're right. a monoculture that is like better funded and better equipped than most of the world's militaries. Right. And they have tanks. They actually yeah. have tanks. This will absolutely if this becomes a thing in the United States where these truck convoy protests are happening all around the country, there's still gonna be really staunch leftists who are like, Yep, defund the police. But then also the police are going to go in front of people and be like, you sure you want to defund the police? How are you going to get these fucking trucks well, th- out of your neighborhood? And a lot of people uh, who are not hard leftists, but who we would consider on our side now, will secretly hit that button come voting time to oh, end I, those fucking protests. Uh, yeah, I know. We, yeah. Just had, we just had question two here in Minneapolis last year, and that fucking failed uh, miserably. And it's because because of that thing, because people that don't, know what the police actually are are going to say because that's what happens is the police they're also a political party in addition to being a military and they have this political power and they say and they have they have a mouthpiece in every fucking media outlet in this country where they can say are you sure you want to defund us because then who's going to stop these truckers but then you say no we won't defund you please stop the truckers and then the police are going to go and join the fucking truckers because the police are like infiltrated heavily by white supremacists and three percent and Oath Keepers and all these other monsters. Google LSD gangs. <laughs> LSD gangs? L-A-S-D gangs. Oh, <laughs> L-A-S-D. Yeah, we yeah, talked sorry. about oh, it on an episode. There's, Yeah, we went into great detail about the Sheriff Department gang issue. Very crazy. 
Yeah, that's that was always my question if Trump refused to leave office. Did we trust the military to go in and get him out of there? And if the military went in, did we trust the Secret Service to not fight no, back I mean, on his behalf as their job dictates? A lot of balls up in the air still when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of it comes down to who's in the office. You know, like Trump was right towards the end of his ter- his term swapping out a bunch of people in different in different offices that it looked like he might be making a play to stay. Yeah. Um, Again, if, if, if Trump was in office and this was Black Lives Matter. Oh, my nothing, God. Like it, it would be it would already be war. And if yeah. Trump was in office right now, uh, he would be supporting the shit out of this. With Biden in office, if this was Black Lives Matter, he would also probably start yep. a war yep. because Biden yep. is not a whole lot better. Yeah. He'll be, he'd he'd be like, let me stop giving guns to neo-Nazis for two minutes uh, to give guns to neo-Nazis in this country instead. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's Yay. what happens when you arm the police is you're giving guns to neo-Nazis. So I think that's our Sorry. episode, right? I think so. And, and it's not... It's not what you said is so shocking that I decided to end the episode, Andy. Relax. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just we've been recording for an hour and 48 minutes. Oh, gosh. Holy shit. I know. I'm sweating. It's hot. Uh, so, yeah, I think, that, I think that's our episode. Do we have any final thoughts on this? I, it's, I mean, it's still a developing story. The Super Bowl is this weekend as we record this, so that part hasn't happened yet. I think they should fake the alien invasion during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd be fine with that at halftime. Yeah. Abduct Eminem at halftime of the Super Bowl. The aliens come and they abduct the Tupac hologram. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that would be good. And then they're like, convoyage, and they fly away. And then we're like, ha ha, fuck you, that's not the real Tupac, he's in Cuba. (laughs) Dummies. He was doing that over Zoom. That wasn't even a hologram. All right. <laughs> so keep an eye out on the road for trucker convoys yeah. and avoid them if possible. Texting neck. Um, and well, uh, here's hoping ha- they don't come to your town. We had this right already in this country, a much smaller degree during the election. There yeah. were these Trump convoys moving up and down like the Northeast, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was it wasn't like semi trucks, but it was. No, no. Yeah. One of them surrounded Joe Biden's bus. And he, again, we brought up, well, how do we know the police are going to intervene on our behalf? They didn't. Nope. Joe Biden's team called the police and they were like, they're just driving. What? You're, you're telling us there's cars driving next to you on the road? Look, that's fine. That's the fucking vice president of the United, former vice president of the United States, running for president of the United mm-hmm. States, and the local PD was like, fuck off. Yeah. No, it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good, whatever shakes out. Yeah. Ah, classic episode. <laughs> Unless we, we do, do our truck heist. It's what we do on this comedy podcast, this comedy slash truck podcast. Current, current events. Current you know, events. We're giving you current perspective. Events and cars. We're giving you a very specific white male, would have been middle class if the middle class still existed, perspective on the world and politics. I mean, it's not always just white males. It just shook out that way. Who, I, who else am I going to talk about a bunch of right wingers with and a bunch of white males? And truck uh, enthusiasts. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah truck, and truck enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the, the that's the real connective tissue here is that we're all truck enthusiasts. Oh, I have yeah. I have one to be able to try to yeah, ready. Oh, what mm-hmm. a time to be alive. 
No, shit. Ah, auto, 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 shit. auto what a time to be alive. Uh, I get what you were going for yeah. there, though. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. I can see the spirit, if not the text. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to keep this podcast going a second longer. Hey. Do anything to plug before we get out of here? Danger. Well, I'll let Andy go first. <laughs> oh, um, now I feel this. This feels rude. Um, uh, uh, gosh, we got new ghoul schools. We got new look good for the boys is and uh, follow me at Andy underscore cell on Twitter at ghoul history and at look good for number four boys. Danger. Uh, countless thousands, uh, patreon.com slash countless thousands. We are going to be working on two new releases. Uh, I'm hoping we can get one out before my daughter is born because then I can participate in its promotion. Either way, uh, we get, look for a, a, a new release coming out by us. Come, come support us on Patreon and, uh, help us fund and create Tremble, our new, uh, our new release. You said two. You said two new releases. Uh, yeah, but there's going to be another one Trample's past just that. One. Yeah, that's, that's, just one that's the first danger. one we have figured out. The danger, other one, what's the second one? Tell second one, second I one think is. the second one might be Huzzah, because it's a point-counterpoint thing. The point was Tremble, and it's punched. Huzzah, like, one's bad, one's good. You know, it's, it's got a... They're, they're concept oh, yeah. albums, there's themes. Yeah, I so get it. Kind of like Everclear's American Music Volume 1, kind American like that, Music right? Volume 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. the titles are, are, are diametrically opposed, you know, salutations, uh, one kind or another. Exclamation! But what Andy said. But what Andy said about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash unpop, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tick. You can uh, get bonus episodes there. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Todd Even though you don't tweet. Well, I'm going to be doing some shit soon that I have to promote. Mm. The, so uh, I'll do that. I still like tweet out the podcasts I'm on. Okay. I just, the thing I have mostly. Uh, cut out of my life when it comes to Twitter is other people's opinions. Nah. I don't mm-hmm. have my mentions <laughs> shown anywhere. So if you're atting me, I'm probably not going to see it. Uh, I don't really have a timeline that I scroll through to see other people's tweets, but I'll sometimes jump in and tweet something or retweet something. But I'm just not, I don't use it for entertainment. Yeah, same. Basically. Yeah. Because it's not entertaining. It hasn't, it hasn't helped. I'm slowly weaning myself off it in phases. I'm doing certain unhealthy things with it less and less, but I still I still doom scroll, you know, and I'm trying to break that habit, but it's difficult. Andy fucks his Twitter. <laughs> it's weird. It's you so don't weird. know how it is when it's just us. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Danger, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. We love you. Andy, say goodbye. I'm going to do two separate goodbyes because I want to say specifically goodbye, Danger. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you said it's it's always a pleasure to see you. Aww. I'm I'm always I'm always pleased to interact with you. Uh, and then goodbye, everybody else. Uh, oh, well, hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> it's good to be included sometimes, right, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that felt great. Can All I right. add a, Can I add another goodbye specific, just for for Andy because that really made my day and, uh, to goodbye, you. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>